All right, welcome to the show. Welcome to Amal Life. Uh, I am your host, uh, Dave, and I'm here with my good buddy. I'm Don. And uh, we're excited to kick off another round of mall stories, mall life, and uh, pretty much everything that goes on in the local local retail community. Let me say, I was a little offended last week that our first guest speaker, you had another Dave. Well, I... And I, I demanded I, equal time. Yeah, well, I... That's why I let off because the best names start with D, well, and uh, and so there I went with go. Dave. But today we've got actually a special guest, our second guest ever, and I I, I dug down because this was actually a first time listener. He actually reached out and was like, "Hey, I love this." Went right when we launched it, and then we've been going back and forth. And he said he would love to join us. And and your honor, Don, <laughs> uh, our guest speaker is also named Don. So we started out with double Dave's and double Don. So mm-hmm. welcome, Don. Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, first of all, love what you guys are doing. You've been listening since episode one, and um, glad to be part of it. Um, you know, I, I listen to to podcasts all the time on the way to work, and you know, this one has quickly became my number one listen. So, you know, thank you for putting this out there. There's a lot of us in the industry that uh, really get a kick out of these shows, and. Uh, you know, Don, I think you missed your calling, my man, as a as a comedian, because, you know, I, I listen and just, you know, crack up on, on the way to uh, work hearing your uh, your stories. Well, for those who are listening, you can't tell the difference between the two Dons. I'm the bald one. And uh, <laughs> I'm, sl- I'm quickly getting there, man. You know, I sent out a I sent out a memo once to tenants because tenants were closing early or opening late. And whenever you call them on it, they go, well, my clock said it was you know, 10 when I opened. So I sent out a memo one time. I said, just so everybody's on the same page, I'm writing this memo at 3.38, so set your clocks accordingly. And and only two tenants called to go, that doesn't work. And it's like, yeah, well, at least you two figured it out. That means I've got 150 others that are still going, well, I guess I set my clock now to 3.38. (laughs) Yeah, by the time it gets dropped off, it's 5.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we used to bury things in there. So the first person who calls the office gets a $20 gift certificate just to have people try to read those things because, you know, a lot of times they don't. No, I never saw that. I never heard that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're lucky if they even opened it up, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, truth, and you know, that's the digital side, right? We're getting more into digital memos, you know, so we don't have less paper waste and we're doing those things. But the truth is, like, now I can really see that you didn't open it, you know? Yeah, exactly. In the good old days, you hand the paper memos out, they had a sign yeah. for yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I know you got it. It's your signature's right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it says the assistant manager got it on this day at this time. So we're going to hold you to it but but you know like now it's like you know on a good marketing campaign you're like oh man we had 25 percent opening right we just nailed that you know and this time you're like mom memo's like i got a 13 percent open rate crap like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for sure well well don so you you're you're now on the mall side and i love it so where did you start and how did you get into the mall business like because i know you yeah, know we all we yeah, all start sure. somewhere so- my you know my background is kind of twofold I, I started my career off in um food service. I worked with, um, you know, the company has the golden arches. Um, I was a HR uh, specialist for them and uh, worked in the Boston region. So I had, you know, a few hundred, um, you know, stores that I supported on the HR side. Uh, Great experience. Um, You know, learned a lot about you know, dealing with people, managing people and processes. And, I, I can't believe uh, he's not the bald one. Yeah, after that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I you should have started his career bald. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. but you know, I, I decided to go back for my master's degree and, and took some time off and uh, ended up getting recruited by a retailer who was growing very quickly at the time. Um, and that retailer was Kohl's. Uh, they were opening up a bunch of stores in the New England area. And I think you know, at that point, they had about 500 stores, and they were growing to about a thousand stores. And I, um, I took the job as a as a store manager trainee, and, and quickly uh, became a, a general manager, and spent six years as a general manager with Coles, and uh, really enjoyed my job. Um, you know, I, I always joke and say, you know, there are two there, you know, there are two things that people should always understand. One is, you know, food service in retail. If they ever have an opportunity to work in either. I, I think they would have a different perspective out in the, the real world when they go shopping or visit a restaurant and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, they say, you know, military experience should be a must. Well, I think working in food service or retail, I think have a better appreciation uh, 
when you get out there. Um, but I re- really enjoyed both careers. But I started to get to a point in in, in my life and in, in my you know uh, career where I, I just wanted that better work life balance. Um, as you know, retail is a grind. And I started interviewing at some places, and I came across a job posting for the general manager position at at the local mall here in in Massachusetts. And I started scratching my head and said, wait, one, I never knew that someone actually managed the mall, right? You just assume the mall opened, there's stores and and learning a little bit about the the organization who owned and, and operated the mall and, you know, realized it was, you know, a very large company, a lot of career growth and decide, say, what the heck, let me just apply for this job and throw my hat in, come in with no experience or background in property management and um, had an opportunity to interview with the regional vice president. We hit it off. Her, her background was also in retail. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the qualities, you know, between a retail manager and a mall manager mesh very, very well, um, you know, understanding the retail component, the sales, customer service, and certainly the operational aspect. And lo and behold, I was given the opportunity to, uh, to become the mall manager, the mall that I've shopped in, you know, basically my entire, uh, young adult life and um, been with the company now for about 10 years in between I had an opportunity to relocate down to Orlando manage a few malls uh, in Orlando and come full circle back to the mall that I started with so it's been a great experience so far and probably the best career move I ever made was was joining a mall manager uh, creator oh that's awesome well I just figured you went to Disney down in Orlando like you you only moved malls so that you could be closer to Disney World yeah yeah for sure you know we we certainly had the annual passes and ironically enough we we as a family we took our two kids to uh, Disney uh, a couple weeks ago and I said, it cost me more money to go to Disney for a week than it did for me to have my annual pass for the whole year. I said, did oh, something yeah. wrong there. Yeah, well, that's that's crazy, but that's that's awesome. And so you've had some geographic differences. You've had the retail side. You've had the mall side. And how cool that you were able to kind of come full circle with the, the mall that you've been shopping to kind of come into the, the, the come over to the light, the green lightsaber side well, of the, well, the business. Tell me you met your wife at the mall too, and you can hit the trifecta. Yeah, here no, <laughs> no. Ironically, my wife and I are high school sweethearts. Oh, we we awesome. met in high school. We've been together for you know twenty plus years, and been married for for twelve years. So oh, yeah, fantastic. Well, at least you're not going to get in trouble like Don for telling stories about how he met her at the mall yeah, and then I, having I, to go home. Ooh, I, ouch! Yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> every, time I, Don, every time Don opens his mouth at some of those stories, I cringe. I'm like, oh man, yeah. if my wife was listening to that, I'd be hammered when I get home. My daughter said, for people who don't know you, telling her she came out and she only had fifteen minutes worth of improvement, you sound like a jerk. To which my <laughs> wife said, he I, is a jerk. I so, love those stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I learned. Early on that, you know, as the wife got ready for, you know, whatever date night, whatever it was going out, I said, you know what, I'm going to grab a beer out of the refrigerator. I'm going to go watch the sports game and whatever time it takes for her to get out. It's fine. And when she gets out, lips sealed, we're just ready to go. You're a smarter man. You're a smarter man. He might be be done 2.0. And I guess why we're talking about wives, too. When I said that there were three girls there at that jewelry store, one was hoping to get engaged, one was, was engaged, and... Then the one that uh, I ended up putting the finger on the ring on her finger that was the one that became my wife. I said, and then there was a third one, and uh, Joyce said, so that's what I'm known as the third one. <laughs> the final You're decide. the third one. Yeah. Oh man! So she <laughs> she's been asking to to come on and do a rebuttal, but I'm not sure I'm going to let that happen. Well, I I was even thinking about inviting your daughter in to <laughs> tag team you, so it was gonna yeah. it was gonna work out. Oh, that that would be a great listen right there. Yeah. Well. Don, uh, Don, the guest, Don, yeah. D two point oh, Don. Uh, since you've kind of got the chance to kind of come back to your hometown mall, I wondered, tell us anything like what's been your experience with with shopping malls and malls in general, or even on your retail side, uh, with kind of the community relations or community impact. Like, how did you, how do you feel that that's gone, or or what are the things that you view as the mall being kind of that centerpiece? Yeah, I mean, you know, just quickly, the, the great thing about coming back to Mosul, before I relocated to Orlando, I was actively, actively involved in a complete redevelopment of, of the mall. So, Sorry. you know, we designed it, we went out to bid, we presented to the executives, it was funded, and then, you know, I moved to Orlando. And the great thing is when I had the opportunity to come back, we were just finishing up that project. So... I kind of got to see the planning phase and ultimately, you know, seeing the fruits of the labor. 
um, from that. And it, and it was great for the community, you know, having that brand new polished mall um, in the area. And in the mall that we have, it, it's a it's a major mall in New England. We're the largest volume uh, mall in New England. We have a lot of tourist business, a lot of local, a lot of drive market. Um, but we're an important hub for the local community. Um, if you think about most malls in a community, it's the largest center of commerce. Uh, I'm all we have 160 stores that is thousands of employees that work there, uh, rely on that for, you know, a job, a career, um, real estate taxes, you know, for most, you know, malls are the yeah. highest real estate taxpayer in the community that funds a lot of things, um, including, you know, the schools. Um, but what I enjoy most, most about the community involvement is the things that we get involved in. Um, you know, I just look back of all the great things in with our partnership with the schools. Um, you know, we go in and we read the classrooms. We put up artwork from all the schools in, in our hallways. Uh, we mentor students. Um, and we're very actively involved in local school, um, giving back to, to, you know, local community, whether it's we partner with the community on doing different back to school drives, denim drives. Um, a lot of times we donate space to local Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts that are selling different things to raise money or, or you know, local sports teams looking to, uh, you know, raise donations for, for their leagues. Um, we do a giving tree every year for the local community. Um, actively involved in the local chamber of commerce is where I sit on a couple, you know, of the different um, uh, boards. Um, we do a lot of involvement in walks, different, you know, yeah. uh, pink walks or age awareness walks and stuff like that. But I, I, I think the favorite thing to do is just the involvement that we have with the police department and fire department. Um, spend a lot of time working with those fellas. Uh, you know, we, we do a lot of luncheons for them. Uh, we do, especially around 9-11, we do first responders appreciation yeah. where we bring in, you know, lunch and dinner and, and stuff like that. Well, so, that, that you know, just getting really actively involved in the community is probably my favorite thing about the, the role as mall manager and, and uh, in the community. Well, and that would probably take a lot of precedence in the New England area. I mean, being being 9-11 would probably, I mean, it's a national pride, but I feel like there's an extra special pride in the New England area for, for that particular event as well. Um, you mentioned the giving tree. Like I remember, uh, I had a small mall and a small market, and we used to like take an old hallway, like next to, um, like next to the food court, just kind of this offshoot hallway to an old shopco, and and we would line it with like thirty trees and do like gift cards and people from right. the community come do the trees. What kind of giving tree program do you run? Like what? How does how does yours work? Yeah, we we partner with an organization called uh, Cradles to Crayons. Oh, cool. um, so they set up something in our guest service area with, um, you know, specific donation donation items that, you know, they put in a bin, they come once a week and collect the bin. Um, you know, so we, we push that out to our tenants, our, our retail partners, and we try to invite the employees in, you know, pick, pick a family off the tree and, and donate. But we, we've had a lot of customers who also get actively involved in that. And they see it, you know, they see the tree, they see the name tags, the bin, and the, they ask the guest service uh, employees, what's that all about? And, you know, they, they explain what it is. And um, we get a lot of great feedback and, and positive reaction from that. Well, the company that Dave and I both worked for, the one I worked for last and Dave works for now, their their mission statement used to be they want to be the social heart and economic engine of the community. And Boy, you were. I mean, there were just so many opportunities to get involved. And and you know what? Uh, over the years, probably 200 properties at different places where I was either the manager or, or a regional or VP over it. And uh, the level of support you get from uh, cities varies greatly, too, in, in all yeah, these markets. Yeah, for sure. But the yeah. ones that get it, uh, we had them all one time. We were meeting with them for the first time, and the and, uh, – We'd met with our council member, and he was very positive. And we talked about some changes we need to do in that. And he set up a meeting with the mayor, and the mayor was sitting there, and he said, "Well, he said I just see uh, all the new buildings I see going up are, are thrift shops." He said, "I think that's where shopping's going," and I mean, I'm sitting there across from him, like you know, and and the council member moves back out of the mayor's. Uh, line of vision is shaking his head like no 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 that's not how we're going to take this <laughs> here now but uh, we've had other places where the city has embraced us um from from the word get-go I, I have to tell a story it'll be i don't think there's anything about this that's uh that's sensitive anymore but we were trying to attack uh, attract a uh, uh, a dillard store to our mall and we chartered a helicopter and flew in uh <clears throat> 
some some uh, executives, including uh, one of the Dillards, for for a meeting, and and uh, we did a tour of the market. And then we got back. We drove over and met the mayor, and the mayor was doing his sales pitch on the city. And he said, you know, we're from Utah. And he said a lot of people, you know, they they don't understand us. They know we have Mormons, but they you know, they know we have large families, but they don't really understand anything about us. And he said, they think we're poor. And Mr. Dillard said, hell, we're from Arkansas. We think you're rich. And, uh, <laughs> and before they left that day, we had the framework for an agreement. That's awesome. And, I mean, it was just two powerful people, you know, sitting and talking. And he still had to go get council approval and everything else. But we came to the, to the understanding there. And so when you have those relationships and people can connect, and, you know, people want the malls. It's a, it's a selling point. For businesses, when they locate, you know, they, they want to know where the mall is. Does any of your right. sales dollars, uh, sales tax dollars, go back to your local community, or is it all uh, gobbled up by the state? No, it's all gobbled up by uh, the state. But our, our real estate taxes go directly to, um, and a lot of it's earmarked for the school, so the right. school gets a big chunk of that. And right. um, you know, when we built the mall uh, back in two thousand and one. Um, you know, we built some stuff at the school. We built a brand new uh, police station or help, you know, fund the police station and stuff. So, um, you know, we, we do as much as we can with, with the town, um, you know, in, in certain, you know, parameters that we can um, to, re to really help them because, you know, it's a small town, you know, we had a big mall being built and, you know, for a long time, the, the, the local residents looked at us as a, you know, where the cause of traffic, where the cause of, you know, crime, where the cause of, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then, you know, we, we had to show them like, no, we embrace the community. We're part of the community. And it didn't really take too long for them to really understand that and, and fully, you know, embrace them all as a really important asset for, for the town. Well, probably a lot of the people complaining that was the they were also the parents of the kids who were working there because uh, yeah. we, we've yeah. given some examples on some of these before. I, I love asking elected officials, what was your first job? And it's amazing how many of them are retail or retail related yeah. or, or restaurants. I mean, if you think about it, we all needed a first job. And, uh, right. and, and sometimes you need more flexibility. There's a lot of things. And, you know, a lot of times these retail jobs offer just that. Well, so yeah, for sure. So, Don, going back to some of the some of the fun uh, interactions with the community, what was what's been your favorite firefighter activity that you got like the community involved with and your center? So, like, what, what's something that you did with either firefighters or police that you've kind of got involved in? Um, you know, I, I think for for us, you know, the most important thing is really the the, the relationship. So we haven't really done a community sponsored thing around um, fire or police, but we do a lot of training with them. For oh. example, we'll, we'll bring in the police department to do active shooter trainings uh, at the mall. Um, we brought in a bunch of different um, first responders. So from different communities, from the state level, the federal level, uh, local level um, to do a, a training at the mall and, you know, it's an open invitation. Anytime that they need some additional space to train, have meetings. Um, we, we built a, a small substation for the police department uh, at the mall. You know, they spend quite a bit of time at the mall. It's a part of their, you know, patrol. Um, so we want to make sure that they're comfortable. Um, we have a detective that works out of our um, out of our office. Um, you know, really focus on the organizer organization retail theft. Um, which is a you know big component to it, um, and then our fire department. I mean, they're they're partners in you know crime. Anytime we do store buildouts or anything like that, they're they're actively involved in 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 that process. So um, that relationship is certainly critical. Um, in addition to all the building, you know, inspectors, electrical, plumbing, yeah. etc. You know, they have to really be part of the the. Process. Process. Well, this probably won't mean much unless you have managed them all, but I may or may not have at various time called building inspectors or fire in inspectors for people that wouldn't keep their back hallway clean, and my letters, yeah. did, my letters didn't yeah. concern them. But when you get when you get a fireman and they're telling you that and you're getting written up, they listen to those. So uh, you know, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm with you there, Don. And yeah. you know, a lot of times you utilize those inspections to sell the tenants on additional storage space, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, so anytime this time of year, yeah. you know, getting ready for the holidays yeah. and they're out there doing their safety inspections 
um, they'll they'll come right to the office and say, hey, this tenant, this tenant, you have to check out their storage room. They're going to fail their yeah. you know, inspection when we come re-inspect. So that gives us the opportunity to go down that store and say, hey, we got some additional storage space for you. How about doing a, a rental on that? And that's you know, extra revenue on us. And the fire department's happy because you know, they, they cleared out their stock room and yeah. you know, who, no more safety violations. Who knew boxes weren't supposed to touch the sprinkler heads? I mean, uh, yeah. you know, there's <laughs> yeah. not a sign on them that says yeah. don't touch yeah. the sprinkler heads, yeah. so you don't have to go there. I say build a fort around them. That's what <laughs> yeah, I say. that's right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I was thinking along that same vein on the on the fire and PD, you know, you know, because oftentimes, I think we talked about it before, but like, you know, there's always that dichotomy, right? The us versus them, police versus fire, you know, and, and fire always got to do the health and safety fairs. And I think we talked about that. But um, but one of my more favorite ones that I've actually done here recently uh, is, is and my local community does an awesome job, is the fire department does a toy drive during holidays. And uh, and it's always it's my it's the most impressive one I've ever seen because we've got kind of an outer ring road and you can kind of drive in a small loop. But they actually if you donate a toy, everyone that donates a toy gets to ride in the fire truck. And so so yeah. yeah, they show up with like four fire trucks. And then, and they're obviously they're ready to go if in a, if an emergency. You know, they set it up so they can jettison two of them if they had to. But they set it up so that like they got the stroller area, they got a donate area, they got a couple other fire experience things, and then you donate these toys. And it's like, and the way it works is they can go out, they they drive out the property or on all on property, but they drive out to the outer ring road. They they turn on the lights and the siren while they go around the outside building, then they turn off the siren and come back up to the building. So, I mean, the whole ride is like two minutes tops if you really wait at the stop signs. But but to see like the two-year-old and the three-year-old and the six-year-old and heck, even the 42-year-old. I have to say, yeah, I'll bring yeah, a toy. Yeah, Tell me yeah, what it is. Yeah, Don, yeah. you're coming. Yeah. I don't, you're going to come yeah, to this okay. one. It's in December. It's going to be great. But uh, but it, but it's what a creative idea because you actually get to get in the fire truck put the headphones on and then you're doing a quick lap and you're in the big truck seat and you're bouncing on those springs and you get to kind of get this experience and it's and it's this fantastic afternoon but it really seals the love of the of the fire department because you know what what family with kids doesn't want to come get their kids in the fire truck i mean that's that's like the easiest thing like here's a gi joe a G. well it's not gi joe's anymore but <laughs> uh, okay i'm old but uh yeah gi joe gi joe gi joe but uh and then you're and then you get this get this ride and it's but i thought it was always always fun to kind of get that softer interaction even with police like doing something fun um you know, we had them do a Halloween centralized Halloween where the main table was uh, surrounding a, a police cruiser inside the mall. And so as the Halloween parade is going, they're able to interact very positively in a very fun way. And they can see the lights and stuff on the inside of the mall and, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, it's probably been 20 years ago, but ICSC used to do that fingerprint oh, where, yeah. uh, you know, you were, your kids were invited to come in. They did fingerprint cards to get them. I mean, uh, malls malls have been the center of the community for for years and years, and um, uh, it it if you think about it, it was a form of entertainment just being here. Because uh, how many of us haven't sat out there and just watched people and said, well, "You don't see that everywhere else." So <laughs> you go you go through. Yeah, that. you you woke up, looked in the mirror, and still thought about going outside. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in that outfit. <laughs> so. Do you do uh, do you do anything for Halloween at your centers? As we're into the Halloween season now. You know, years ago we've we did the trick or treating, and that's kind of lost its. Uh, let's all mutually you know, spunk agree. Over the yeah, years. let's yeah. all mutually agree <laughs> that thankfully that has subsided. Let's oh, it was just, a great night for yeah. sales because oh, people yeah. wanted oh, they, to come shop. Oh, with all yeah, this. exactly, exactly. Like, I'm I'm not sure if I told this story before, but we had a we were in Utah and it had snowed on Halloween, so you know we were expecting maybe a thousand kids, and I think we had three thousand because people couldn't go out. You know, especially the little kids. And first of all, you see some adorable costumes. I remember that was when Toy Story was big. And they had someone dressed up as Woody, and they had him in a big box that looked like the box that Woody came in. And they were pulling him on a, oh, on awesome. a, uh, in a wagon. And it looked a little scary, like maybe this is child abuse. But <laughs> the other part of it was, this is a pretty clever idea, and the child seemed to be enjoying it. But uh, I went into the men's restroom, and there was a father there that I'm guessing probably was somewhere in his 20s. And he's standing, 
at a urinal, and he's dressed as Dorothy. He's got a yellow wig on and a blue dress and red shoes, and he, he's using a urinal. And my first thought when I walked in is I've gone the wrong place, and then I sort of realized, no, this is just someone. And uh, my second thought was, how do I take a p- picture of this and leave with my teeth? Yeah. And I didn't get a picture. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know, sometimes yeah, that's smart. the best thing. That's the best left unsaid. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and this is before, I mean, this had to be 15 years ago. This is before everything would have been posted on Instagram or whatever. But it was it was just a shocker when you walked in. You see Dorothy at a urinal. It's just not something you see every day. Well, yeah, so- I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick candy story real oh, quick. Oh, I'm so a, a few years back, we were opening up a brand new shopping center in uh, in uh, New Jersey, and it, it was right around Christmas, uh, Halloween time that we were opening. So they did incorporate one of those, uh, you know, trick or treating around, and you get the candy at the stores and. I remember our executives were trying to come in. They asked the police, you know, for police escort and all that. And, and they declined it. Like, oh, there's going to be no police escorts. But there were so many kids that showed up to this event. We ran out of candy. We had to go to the, the Walmart or whatever, pick up candy. And don't you know, the police gave an escort to get the candy. Oh, in that's back. awesome. So, well, they don't want to riot. They, <laughs> yeah. they knew that you guys were on your last legs there. As you, as you right? That's awesome. So... So, well, at least you knew the priorities. You know, they, they were willing to get stuff done to handle the, the public public melee that sure. was about, and, about, about to occur. And you can't have been in the mall business for a long time without Santa coming in on a fire truck. That's I mean, true. At, at That's least true. once or numerous times over the years. And uh, it was always just a, a great way yeah, to Yeah, there's, there's even a couple of really great internet videos of, of those perhaps trying to repel in for Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you yeah, ever want to get look up and, YouTube, yeah. that's, a, that's worth, a, worth a watch on that. Yeah, one. but see, this is why I love this podcast because – I get to steal some of the best ideas that are presented here. So the the idea about the ride with the fire truck to donate toys, I'm certainly putting it on the list. That was oh, very creative. Well, it's it's a good one. Um, you can also get something you don't want to use too. Yeah, but well, that's that, another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. if if I if I see your mall uh, with a helicopter hovering over dropping paper mache turkeys, we know where you got that one. So. Yeah, <laughs> so, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, this week, Don, I saw I saw you post a little bit about uh, you know finding a critter or something at your at your center. Tell me what went down there because I think we've probably got some pretty great stories on that one. So what do you what did you, what did you have happen to you this week? Yeah, so I I do some quick clips on LinkedIn called That's Property Management just to kind of showcase some of the funny and, and cool things that that we do on our uh, daily basis. But we got a call from a a retailer that there was a snake outside of the store and you know he sent the picture in and i'm looking at the picture i'm like holy cow this is a huge snake it's like it looked it looked like a rattlesnake right so my operations director myself and, and my marketing director run down there and, we, and we're looking like this snake is literally less than 12 inches long <laughs> that guy got the angle on that picture that it made it look like this huge reptile yeah you're you're so, looking at the picture going that's an eastern diamondback <laughs> yeah 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 it's like, funny how sometimes the angle on the uh the, the the camera works so um uh my my marketing uh person looks at the storm and says you guys really know how to get the angle down when it comes to size don't you so we had a little bit of a laugh and anyway my off my operations director kind of scooped up the snake we didn't want it to get hurt we're going to release it in the back over by the uh retention pond so he had a little fun with it walked to the mall office kind of scaring the the the, the admin team in the office went over to the uh (laughs) the the janitorial team and we had a little fun with it but uh you know he released it and my taglines on these videos are always like that's property management and you know, he got the drop before I get to say it. So like, what the heck oh. is my tagline? I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> that's awesome because that's totally, that, I mean, you're finding, like, you get random things like like going into this. I mean, the fact that it was, you know, right there in your center and right there in the public's path and just kind of like, well, I was, I was, I was here first. I mean, uh, you know, speaking of Outlet Center, I, my um, – my security manager was telling me a story just recently about he had grand opened a center on a on a on a big open kind of Indian reservation or whatever. And one one day he's like, I'm out there, and apparently there was a migratory caterpillar uh, effort that was moving across <laughs> the line across the whole land, and it was going south, you know. And he's like, there must have been a million caterpillars crawling across cross the thing and he's like so you step on him and it's like green goo everywhere and he's like he's, oh, like, he's, he's like we just had to like close everything for like four hours because it's like i i don't i don't know what to do like they're literally just 
a sea of sea going through my my mall in the middle of the thing. So it's like yeah, that's a, that's a housekeeping nightmare, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, and and you're like, well, how how do we how do we get how do we shoo them along? It's like, no, they're just going to go south and we'll just have to wait for them to pass. And, you know, it's a million, million caterpillars crossing over in the middle of your mall. Well, when you've, uh, you were talking about the you know, mall you're at now was went through a redevelopment. Uh, we've expanded malls and whenever you, whenever you disturb the land around it, and especially previously undeveloped land, there's a ton of critters that live there. And uh, yep. re- rather than move farther out, they seem to want to move in. And uh, you know, <laughs> it's, they start it's like the they're calls. not willing to be displaced. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, uh, there's 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 mice. There's there's uh, critters that go through. Uh, when someone's not keeping up with their um, with their extermination uh, policies, you know, it's. Uh, we, we, we've all fought those battles at various times there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, a... I heard your story before about the, the, the pigeons. Um, yeah. Oh. In the, but I, I have a great pigeon story. Oh, I want to hear oh, yeah. so What do you got? At the, uh, the outdoor mall down in Orlando, um, a lot of pigeons. You know, we had a lot of outdoor food vendors throughout the property. And you know, I remember walking through the mall one day and just you know, feathers everywhere. And I thought, I was like, this looks like snow. What the hell is going on? And I look up. <laughs> And there's a falcon, you know, picking apart a, uh, a, a pigeon. And I thought that was you know, a little weird, but it kept going on day after day after day. The falcons would come down, grab the pigeon. And about a week later, no pigeon activity. <laughs> so after a while, you know, the falcons, they got bored and, you know, they took off. And over time, you know, the pigeons came back. And I remember talking to my operations and like, you know, let's look into like renting some falcons to come in get the you know there's a couple companies that do that and we did all the research get the pricing and we're talking about it at a team meeting one time and my marketing director looks at us says absolutely not can you picture this being all over social media you know the the falcons coming i was like oh good point so we get overruled by that but that that was a pretty cool way to get rid of all these pigeons actually i've done it before and what it is is they feed those falcons to where they don't really eat them. They they take them and return them. Uh, the no ones kidding. that yeah. So there there's not the feathers and there's not the gory part. Uh, it's more like they're retrieving yeah. a toy. Than, and than and uh, I remember driving around the the ring road one time, not realizing who that was, and all of a sudden you see this bird fly out of the out of the car, and it's like, well, that was interesting. What? <laughs> <laughs> a little while later, it comes back with a pigeon. So um, drive by falconing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know how you train them for that. Let's do but, that. Uh, I, I need yeah. a I need a car pigeon, a car falcon. That's what yeah. I need. Go, boy, yeah. sick them. All right, come on back now. All right, good. Let's let's drive along a little further. Well, you know, the, the, one of the coolest stadiums to see a football game is the uh, University uh, Air Force Academy, right? The Air Force Academy, and there's just the 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 Falcons, right? And and they actually bring out a trained falcon, and during the halftime or whatever, they they bring out the falcon and they whiz it from center the center logo all the way up and you can watch this falcon go clear up to the top of the stands and then just rocket all the way down and then he like flies right past him and goes all the way up and like they'll be on the other side of that stadium like boom 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 it's like it's just like watching a you know a, an f-22 fly over the stadium to kick it off anyway but yeah. but it's those falconeers man that's it's that's good stuff but you you had falcons for free and i think social for media free. Does, didn't have to pay for social them, media yeah. deserves that it's yeah. totally fine you're like this is nature people falcons <laughs> Live here, you <laughs> yeah. know. Well, you were talking about Florida when my daughter was young. We, uh, I had a property down in Fort Lauderdale, and we used to stay at this resort that had this water and, and this lake, and or uh, a stream ran through it and a golf course. And we were we were out there fishing that morning, and we're walking back, and I could hear this uh, this duck quacking. And I turned around, and there was a, a mama duck coming with about six little ducklings behind them, and there was a crane about thirty feet behind. And the crane is coming up slowly, and every time the duck would turn around, the, the crane would stop because not stupid. And so the duck would look a little bit more, crane would look a little bit more. And I told Rachel, I said, let's sit down and watch this. Now, in my mind, I sort of knew what could possibly happen, but I wasn't really thinking that far. I thought, well, this is interesting. This well, is and you na- probably enjoyed National Geographic. Was it's such a very nice educational show. Yeah. So we get to the, uh, the, they come to the stream, and the mom starts pushing in the little ducklings and pushed five of them in and then didn't push in the sixth one, which I'm thinking was the problem child, but I could <laughs> be wrong. And uh, she jumped in, and that crane in one second was on that duckling, 
swooped it up and flew over us. The little ducklings crying, and and Rachel was very upset that she just watched this. And I'm thinking, I did this to her. I I knew that. I was pretty sure that was what was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to be quite that way. But uh, but I I think it's something to be learned. Uh, I don't think many children listen to this podcast. But you don't want to be the bad child because you know if they're coming to a stream and they're only going to say five. You want to make sure you're not, you're <laughs> you not that. Be one of those five. You yeah. want to be. You don't want to be number six. So yeah. whatever whatever that duckling had said to mom that morning didn't work out well for him when it was all said and oh, done. That's, so that's all. Awesome. But That's uh, awesome. no, there's the wildlife. I mean, we we all, I think we've all probably had problems with deer and other critters that come in and deer, walk. bear. You ever had a ferret get loose in the pet store at nope, night? Nope, yeah, I'm yeah. Good. Those guys are crafty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I, yeah, and, and the wild pigs. We had a couple properties. Ooh, down you had a wild in, pig, in Texas that had some pig problems and had to literally redo all that landscaping in a capital project because the boars came and dug everything up. And, oh, wow. and they can do it in one night. I lived in Texas yep. for a while too, and they were. I remember there was a morning DJ that every day he just had another story about what the pigs were doing to him, and you couldn't <laughs> fire a gun inside city limits, but you could bow hunt them. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Huh? yeah. So uh, there were people who <laughs> went around and and bow hunted the the wild, the, wild pigs. The wild street gang of boar hunting mm-hmm. boars, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to mess with them, man. They get some sharp. Yeah. There. yeah. Well, that's kind of like hunting elk with a bow. You know, you got to get close enough so they can see you because you got to hit them with the bow and the, or the arrow. And it's like, you have to be a, you know, wicked good hunter to, like, you can see me, smell me, and I got to hit you with this target. I'm this close to you. I, I think do found respect from that standpoint for sure. Well, when you were on the retail side, do you have any good, great customer service stories? I, if you listened to last week's episode, or maybe it hadn't aired yet, but, uh, we had the guy talking about they were trying to return stuff that was more than 10 years old. And, uh, yep. <laughs> you know, the, he could tell by the tags that, that this wasn't something that someone had just bought. This was 10 years ago, and they're trying to return it because the tags were still on it. Yeah, you know, a bunch of those types of uh, scenarios. But I think my favorite one was a gentleman came in to purchase a um, – you know, at, at Kohl's, we had these Kohl's Cares toys that, you know, is a $5 donation. You got the toy. And um, it all went to charity. Um, the thing is, you can't use coupons or anything with them because it's a donation. So I had one angry customer that came in and wanted to use that Kohl's cash to buy a couple of the the stuffed animals. And, and you know, God bless my cashier was very professional in trying to explain the reason why he couldn't use the coupon on the stuffed animal. So anyway, I came over and kind of interjected myself and um, again, kind of explained to him, sir, you know, we just can't use the coupon on this because all this money goes to charity and, you know, we can't hand a coupon over to the charity and just kept going on and on. Like, this is a cold cash. I want to use it for this. You know what, sir, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy you the stuffed animals put the $10 out of my pocket, rang in the cash left. And then I gave the, the, the $10 Kohl's cash to the associate and said, you handled that very well. Here you go. You know, you can take care of, you know, buy yourself something with the, uh, <laughs> with the Kohl's cash. But anyway, you know, the, the guy left happy and, and whatnot, but I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, my goodness, like, you know, a $10 donation and it had to go, you know, this far, but you know, one on the mall management side was not too long ago. We had a customer, that had a uh, experience in one of our restrooms where you know she flushed the toilet using her foot and i think she might have done it a little too hard and the coupling piece <laughs> came off and that water came out like a, a fire hose um, and long story short i remember i remember someone knocking it was a saturday luckily i was there someone knocking at my office door frantically and i opened it said like there's water coming out of the bathroom I said, what are you talking about? So I went over and it literally like a tidal wave of water coming out. So anyway, we get the water shut off and by the time it, it depressurized and stuff, caused some water damage throughout the uh, mall. But the lady called the next day to made a co- complaint that she her clothing got soaked. You know, um, she, her, she was with her brother with autism. He had some wooden toys because of the sensitivity. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, we, we have tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage here, but you're calling me for a, a gift card to replace your close anyway we sent her the gift card and i said i also have the toys here i'll send them back to you too so she was 
really excited. But my operations director looked at me and says, are you going to give her the bill for the damage too? <laughs> well, and, and in the unfortunate part for her, she just gave you her name, her address, <laughs> her yeah. phone number. Like, like, like that's always the best part. Like, you know, somebody comes in and damages something, and you're like, oh, and it's like by the fly. That, like, it's one of these three people. I can see it on the camera. They went in, they went out. It was all this during this hour, and I know it's happened. It's one of them, and it's like, but you can't. You can't figure out who it is, or you don't have the information. It's like, oh dang, I can't find them. But she was, she gave you all the information, so it's like, oh, that's fine. Here you go. Here's your gift card. Yeah, fire. expect like, a call from my yeah, insurance yeah, company. There you after go. This. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. So you know, I I admitted earlier that I played Santa Claus for a while, and, yeah. and uh, we had uh, on one of the pet nights, someone came in and and they brought two Doberman, but they assured us were well behaved. And so they're standing on either side of Santa Claus, and I wasn't the Santa that night. But uh, uh, they're holding them, and when um, they, they snapped the picture, and almost immediately the dog lunged at people on both sides, and just a little, I mean, it was just chaos there. People were upset. <laughs> we were getting complaints and so on and so forth. So uh, we didn't know who it was because back then you didn't take people's information. A Polaroid picture. They bought the picture. They went out, and, and uh, the next day the person who got the picture came back because the dogs had red eyes, in the thing, I think that was the evil coming out as they were, going. <laughs> and they came back and said, "We we want a refund because we don't like these pictures." And I said, "I'm so glad you came in. We have people that want to talk to you too. They were the ones that were terrified by this, and yeah. we just came to an understanding that we're not going to do anything about that picture. And you know, you're not going to you're not going to do anymore." We so. both agreed to mutually part ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you talk about refunds, you know, we don't do a whole lot of refunds normally because we're not in the business of selling something. But uh, I was out one night with my wife, and I got a phone call, or page, that tells you how long ago it was. And I called, and they said, there's a lady here trying to use the photo machine. It's not working, and, and uh, she wants it fixed. And I said, uh, well, we can't fix it. It's a third-party vendor. It was one of the photo machines, you know, in the middle of the mall. I said, give her money back. and said, we have, twice. And uh, she went and tried it both times, and it didn't work. <laughs> and she's insisting that she speaks to the manager. So we were out, and so I just went down there. So here is this lady, her husband, and a couple kids, and a, another gentleman off to the side. And this friend had been staying with them for a while. This was his last night in town, and she wanted a picture of him to, to uh, make a memory of having him stay. So uh, I look over at the machine, and she's written this little poem and put on it about, I came here for just a picture or two, but everything I take turns out blue. And this just had written this long poem on there. and Which is it, impressive in and of itself. It was, I mean. it was. But uh, there was a chemical that was missing in this. This is before all the digital stuff. This was, And so we had called the uh, owner of the machine, but we got an answering machine. It's probably 7, 7.30 at night. No one was coming in. I gave the lady an option of a couple places in the mall that took pictures immediately. Uh, you brought up Kitty Candid's the Kitty other day. Candace, that was one, yeah. and oh, there was, was another fantastic. one. And she said, no, I want to use that machine. And I said, ma'am, I can't fix that machine. I don't know what's missing. I don't have the, and the other not there. And she just kept berating me, berating me. And I kept looking at the husband like, please, please help me. Because, I mean, <laughs> someone needs to help me. And he, he didn't. I mean, he wasn't making eye contact with me, with her. He was just trying to get away, you know. And finally, and this is the only time I did in, on 40-plus years of doing this, I said, ma'am, can I invite you to shop somewhere else? <laughs> and, <No. laughs> and I actually heard the man oh, gasp, yeah. but like, you're going to die here now. <laughs> but, yeah. but there is a point there where you just can't do anything else about it. I mean, there, there was no way. It, it wasn't us not wanting to fix the machine. We'd done all we could. And um, she stormed out. I don't know if she ever came back again. I kept thinking my boss was going to get a call there about how rude I was, but uh, well. that didn't happen. Uh, well, and if you and if you got if that was that long ago, I, I I'm surprised you didn't have any of those party packs of Polaroids lying around. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, t I tell you what, while we're talking now, as as mall manager, do you have any mall walker stories? Because there's another one when you said when you drive in and you go, oh, I've, yeah. I've lived through that. Uh, man, you, to mess with um, to mess with anyone's route that they have been doing for the last seven years. And I don't care if you have to replace the tile in that area. I always walk this way. I know that it makes the 1.4 mile route that I have to do, you know, and uh, have you had any of those, do you have any of those stories? You know, it, it's funny about the mall walkers because, you know, when I look at them walking, they walk with so much determination 
and they take the widest arcing turns, you know, trying to carve up every single centimeter of, of, uh, you know, walkway space uh, to get those steps in. But, you know, I, I, I love our mall walkers. Usually they're, they're elderly in the morning. They walk the mall before we, uh, you know, open. And, you know, as I'm walking the mall with my coffee, some, some great conversations with them and, um, you know, they're the ones, you know, they never buy anything. Right. But we, we always like for them to, you know, come through and, and use our space of a great outdoor, you know, shopping. Well, we don't see them in the wintertime, but we certainly see them in, in, well, in, the, in the summer. I have no trouble with them either. But if you if you try to change their route, I mean, then there are times where there's just, you know, you're going to have a lift in or something. You're trying to get them around. And I've had people argue. The other one was uh, Utah has some you know long winters and we've had people in there. uh mostly women with jogging strollers and they're jogging in the mall in the morning. And, you know, we don't allow jogging. And I was actually out at customer service printing gift certificates one day. And the first time she came around with that stroller jogging, I said, ma'am, I said, you can't jog. You can push the stroller around, but you can't jog. And she came back a second time. And I said, ma'am, I said, I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you, you know. And so uh, sure enough, a few minutes later, she comes back a third time. I said, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And she sort of you know, fussed at me and that, and I was done with what I needed to. So I went in the office and <laughs> a few minutes later, she found the mall office and uh, <laughs> she came and she said, I want to complain. And I could hear her talking to my secretary. I said, what's wrong? I said, the person at guest service was extremely rude to me. And she knew I'd just been out there. <laughs> and, she, and she said later, she said, she knew this wasn't going to be make her happy. I so, want to talk to the yeah, mall manager. Yeah. So, so, so I came out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that didn't end well for her either because three times she was asked nicely to stop it, and, and she just wouldn't do it. Oh. But there's a lot of people moving around in the mall, and you just can't have that kind of, that kind of traffic there. Well, and, and sometimes, you, you know, I remember we were replacing, I think it was a bunch of lighting or some light fixtures. So it was a heavy overwards we had like everything coned off we had a big scissor lift out there and we were up i don't know 18 feet in the sky you know and we're doing something and like you had the cones and everything and i remember there was this one mall walker that was uh extremely determined and you know walking through and like stopped at the cones like looks up yells something at us i can't remember what it was probably profane and then went right underneath all the heavy stuff we were doing, right through the cones, right next to the scissor lift. And it was like, you could die. Like, I'm going <laughs> to drop this and you're going to die. I mean, you're going to die soon anyway because you're, you're, you know, it was a senior. But, like, <laughs> well, that's, that's harsh. <laughs> it was harsh. I, am I going to die soon? <laughs> Let, let's, just, let's just say that was a mall that I went back to twice and the second time she wasn't there. <laughs> okay. So okay. I have a belief that well, my prediction was true. <laughs> when you came back, she didn't want to come back anymore. So it, it, <laughs> yeah. Correlation, causation, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. you know, I'm not yeah. going to deny that I might have been it. But that mall also had one of my favorite mall walkers ever because I had graduated from Boise State and we had the big Fiesta Bowl game. Well, I went to this mall as an assistant GM, so I, was, I had an A in front of my name. And uh, I had a mall walker there that he would walk every day with an OU hat and for University of Oklahoma. And I would walk around with my Boise State hat reminding him of the Fiesta Bowl. And so <laughs> it, we had a, it was a really fun time to walk the mall, see him. We had a really cordial, fun relationship. And, and uh, I believe he's since passed away. But, but, uh, but it was such a fun interaction because – because you know he's a diehard OU, and I'm I'm wearing my Boise State stuff, and it's just kind of a fun connection, you know, kind of kind of thing. Yeah, I I love those sports rivalries. In in one of the the, the office teams that I had, we had uh, someone from Ohio and someone uh, Michigan fan grew up in Michigan, and boy, that that was quite and they, the rivalry. And they were in the same office, huh? decorate <laughs> each other's office, and, and and do some jokes and stuff like that, and. You know, I'm from you know New England, so I'm a big Tom Brady guy. So of course I had to pull for the Michigan, even though I had no you know skin in the game. Uh, but I remember when I was also a young you know manager uh, you know, at Coles, the person training me was a Yankees fan. I was a Red Sox fan. I remember he went on vacation one time, and I got the team together. We gotta mess with him. We gotta do something. You know, for this Red Sox Yankee. So we took all of his Yankee stuff off of his office. And we all went out and bought a bunch of Red Sox stuff, <laughs> put it in his office. Boy, when he opened up that door, his face turned, you know, Red Sox red for sure. <laughs> when, yeah, uh, that'd be fighting words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when you're lucky to have a sports team there, uh, you know, I, I told the story earlier about having the uh, cheerleaders feed me grapes and oh, my security yeah, manager yeah. calling my wife and she showed up with a rolling pin and both girls. But uh, we – 
uh, when we were living in Utah, Utah used to be the uh, capital of jello consumption. Mm, yeah. And so I don't know what hit me, but I just got this idea of doing uh, for marketing it with our marketing people. We did a jello jazz uh, competition, and you had to bring in something made only of jello that uh, was was jazz related. So you cool. when you put a when you put a uh, you know it, it just had to be made from jello. It couldn't be made from anything else. But when you put that out there, people get extremely extremely clever. And, and exp- uh, you know, we had, like, uh, cookie sheets where it was the entire jazz logo, you know, with, made j- with jello. jello yeah, and, and oh. the, you know, the, uh, we had someone do a basketball that uh, they took a basketball, cut it open, and then used that as the mold. And, and they froze it so the jello, it was jello still, but it had all the dimples and stuff on it like a basket. Whoa. I mean, these were. And then we had the call from someone, go- and the woman was was crying and you could hear the husband in the background going they're not going to care and she had done something on a sheet had set it out on the counter and the husband started the dishwater dishwasher and the warm air from the dishwater dishwasher <laughs> had melted it oh, and no. she wanted to know if we would still consider it <laughs> if it came down it was like it's like well ma'am you know and, and the man's going he's not gonna care he's not gonna, <laughs> yeah you can bring it down uh, you know we bloody. we love the story but hey. we just don't know if that's really gonna that's yeah. really you gonna know I, I don't know if it's gonna really uh you know light our fires you <laughs> yeah. know so to, so to but, speak but jazzy enough. Yeah. That's such a clever idea. So, because Utah really was the jello capital of the world, I, I, yeah. by, by all accounts. And uh, now they had the fun varieties of like shaved carrots and oh. and other things in your jello, which, you know, if you want to try that green jello with shaved carrots, that is a, yeah. uh, that was a Utah favorite. Celery, yeah, fruit, celery, the whole yeah, thing, fruit, the so. whole nine yards. But yeah. uh, sounds delicious. It, 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 it sounds, <laughs> not quite. You know, it sounds fun with the layers and stuff. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, just but that's what a cool marketing idea to bring out something that's both household creative and local sports team. Well, so and it was a family function, and, and yeah. family was so big in Utah that was just a great, great thing f- uh, well, for it. So. And science project. I mean, that's I mean that's <laughs> that's, that's pretty good all around. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what we've been we've had a great uh, great fun with Don today, and it's been a lot of fun to kind of hear the different stories. I mean, heck, he, he's a snake wrangler too, so I think that's yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's good in my book. But uh, Don, yeah, we we do it all on the mall side, don't we? You got to, and, and to, to steal your catchphrase, that's property management, right? I mean, it's everything under the sun. So uh, you know, but that that's what makes the job fun, fellas, right? That that's, yeah. that's what gets us out of bed in the morning and, and into the mall office, and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. And, and we, we really appreciate that you joined us t- today, and hopefully we'll be able to have you back again. Um, we're very excited to continue some stories. I want to hear some more stories that you have kind of lined up. And uh, and so from from me, Dave, I, I thank you for joining us today. And, and Don, do you have anything else to say? Thank, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and telling your stories. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to listening to more episodes, guys. Keep up the great work, and uh, appreciate what you guys are doing. Well, thank you very much. Hey, and everybody else out there, uh, hit us up on LinkedIn. Uh, check us out with the new d- downloads. And we're going to be working on some other ways for you to contact. But we're looking forward to hearing more stories from, from small people everywhere. So thanks for listening to Mall Live, and we'll catch you next time.